We're on Troy. It's episode 152 of the Adrian Bow and Troy Malcolm podcast. Uh, we do apologise to our listeners for the last two weeks, uh, just with Easter, long weekends and uh, shorter weeks. It's been a little bit challenging. Uh, but Troy, great to see you. How are you going, mate? Absolutely no excuse. We do apologise, yeah. though. Um, we, we both were planned we had planned meetings but adrian i've got yeah. to own up and confess it was my own doing that we uh, we had to bump those appointments so i apologize to all our listeners because this was my fault um i got caught up with a few things and had a few family commitments that didn't allow us to actually um get together and record but we're here now so episode number 152 and ab as always it is good to see you my friend i've been really well yeah um, yeah, out where I am right now, so you can't complain. It's been a bit wet weather at the moment in Sydney, but we're glad to see the sun back out. Now, Adrian, like today's session, we yes. have been getting so many messages about this, yeah. and you in particular, because I think with a lot of the work that you've been doing on TikTok and a lot of your video posts at the moment on your social platforms, it's actually started the conversation, and I, I really think it's a it's a great topic for us to say and talk about. It's about the um, you've, been to, you've been doing a lot of the virtue posts and one of those posts, I think it was only like last week, you were talking about the emotional health or the forgotten third pillar of health being that emotional health. Um, so we've obviously got the physical and the mental, but the emotional side is the third pillar. And I've got to be honest, so many times this gets overlooked. Like this does get overlooked and it's something that we should talk about more and we don't as an industry, um, but also just in general public we don't talk about this pillar of health enough and i know adrian that this has been a focus of yours um and you've definitely been doing the research but you've also been talking about it a lot and uh i think there's been a lot of response and a lot of positive response right about this side of health yeah it is uh, troy and it's particularly particularly relevant to our industry so i know we're fortunate enough to have a lot of listeners in real estate, but as we've both received messages, there's a lot of people just in general sales, mortgage sales, uh, recruitment as well, which have been limited. So it's, it's terrific that we've got that eclectic mix of uh, clientele. But um, it's particularly relevant in real estate sales because, you know, there's so much talk, Troy, so much talk around morning rituals, um, getting up early, making sure you get your exercise out of the way, uh, then with the mental health, which is the meditation, the journaling, all of that. And look, I don't think anyone's perfect at that either, by the way, but there's certainly a focus on it, which is terrific because, you know, 20 years ago, you know, I think exercise obviously was was a big thing. Then mental health became more of a uh, more of an evolving issue, especially within our industry. So it's terrific. There's awareness around that. I, I, I just think you know, in the in the studies that I've done, Troy, with this emotional health pillar, which is the as you mentioned, the forgotten third pillar in real estate, there is a lot of rejection. There's a lot of adversity, and frankly there's a lot of opportunities for us as agents to get off track and, and lose momentum, whether that is a result of adversity and rejection or whether it's burnout, fatigue, um, whether it's just our mindset gets off track, whatever it might be. And I think when you look at emotional health, I think to myself, right, 
what is someone who is emotionally healthy? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? Because I don't want it to be an abstract or an arbitrary uh, uh, topic that we're talking about. It's got to be something measurable and tangible. <clears throat> and I look at it and think it's how you deal with rejection it, that is more important than how you deal with with success you know because there's there's there, there's when you get a great listing and you sell a, a property under the hammer at auction for 200 over reserve um there's a reaction and it's a euphoric reaction and there's dopamine and serotonin it's all happening in, in throughout our whole system um but then when we when we go through a lost listing, especially when someone's promised you the listing, this happens all the time, Troy, as you know, you've yeah. been nurturing a contact for 10 years. You've been yep. doing everything right. You've been calling them four times a year, emailing them once a month. You know, you've been adding value. And they've even promised you, Troy, when I sell 100%, you're going to... And then Thank you... you only, yep. Yeah, you spoke to them a month ago and then the property pops up through another agent and, and they don't even call you. I mean, that's that's the extreme version and there's there's nuances to that, but this happens all the time. And I can understand why your your emotional health could be affected with that. I yeah. can understand. Um, Absolutely. And we can understand it, Troy, because we've po- both personally experienced it, right? Mm-hmm. Um and we've witnessed our clients, which are our agents, experience it, and it throws them, it rattles them, and frankly, it can affect their personal life, their spiritual life, their mental health, their physical yep. health, their relationship, everything, right? Um, especially with three, three of those scenarios happen in a row, and then they pass in two auctions on the weekend. So that's, I suppose, what it looks like. And then obviously, we're going to talk about what we can do about it, but Troy... Is that been your experience as well, personally, and with your with 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 the agency coaching? Absolutely, and I think the the biggest identifier of that is um, acceptance that it will happen at some point in time. And I think the the most successful agents that I've seen over my career, and also you know taking lessons from some of the great mentors, including yourself, that I've had growing up in the real estate industry and just in life in general, Adrian, is kind of that being okay with accepting that that sometimes does happen and it's okay to not be focused on that. And it's okay once you do focus on it to make a change and a shift. And the first part that I've always realized is that first step is identifying that you're in that predicament or identifying that you've seen that and then realizing that you need to do something to get yourself out. And I think the ones that get stuck there, they can get stuck there and it can snowball for three, six, nine, 36 months even and that's where i think as you know the realms of what we do day to day and having this podcast and things like that really do help people understand that everyone's probably gone through or experiencing what we're discussing because not only have we probably experienced it in our careers but we're also dealing with people that we're working with that also have experienced it so this is really set up to kind of help people fast track their success but also understand that it's okay it's okay to realize that you know, if things go wrong, there is a way out. There is things that you can do um, and small steps. This isn't anything that's kind of clinically done, but from our experience and what we've seen from people, this is how you get yourself back into momentum. And I think, Adrian, that's probably the, the biggest part. So first of all, understanding that this does happen. Second of all, identifying it within yourself and realising that someone's probably gone the path before you and experienced something similar. And then the third part is obviously building yourself out of that. Um, and understanding that, you know, the growth that you get from sometimes this adversity actually does set you up for a lot of success into the future as well. 
Totally. And I think some people might be wondering as we talk, Troy, well, what's the difference between mental health and emotional health? Because, you know, my mental health could be affected through adversity or through rejection or through potential failure, quote unquote, or a deal falling over or being lied to or whatever. I think there is there is some symbiosis, but there is a sharp contrast as well. I think mental health is certainly more about the voice in your head dismissing, you know, that seduction, that doubter. Um, so that's more of an internal process. And then obviously mental health can can get a lot more serious and become clinical. And that's that's a whole different conversation which I've spoken about, you know, on podcasts in the in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but emotional health is is more when it's an external factor, someone's done something, someone said something, and effectively, as the Stoics call it, is your inner citadel has been has been rattled. That's that's what we're talking about. And the inner citadel is that metaphorical fortress deep within us that must be a fortified and impervious. Um, uh, soul, if you like, that mm. not 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 so we're robots and emotionless, not at all, but that prepares us for, as you said, budgeting for these times when external factors are almost guaranteed to happen. They're inevitable, um, yeah. and whether whether it's whether it's someone who's done the wrong thing, whether it's someone who's said something about you, whether it's a competitor who might have being unprofessional, whatever it is, you know, as, as we've said, you get rattled by it. The key is the key is to budget for it, number one. Number two, understand what that inner citadel is there to do, which is really there to protect you, and make sure that you're building resilience and exercising that inner citadel muscle, if you like, um, long enough so it does build immunity and does build resilience. And frankly, the more adversity, as you said, and the more challenges that are going to be thrown at you, the better it's going to be flexed and worked and you're, the better you're going to handle it. That's, that's my, that's my you know, interpretation of those two health patterns, if you like. Yeah, and Adrian, you mentioned the Stoics there, and I think it's an important one to think about because I know that we're a big believer in, in the Stoic philosophy of life and um, the way that those have been transcribed by people like Ryan Holiday and for those that are looking for more information at kind of what Adrian was talking about, um, not only does Ryan have a number of amazing books out there but also has a daily email system and also podcasts that anyone can access. But, Adrian, relying on those things it has been a great help, I know, to you and I, but also for the people that we have worked with. And we've referred a lot of those people just to listen and get a clearer understanding. Um, for anyone that probably is sitting there and listening to this podcast, yeah. if you were kind of to give them a recommendation, if they do find themselves, and sometimes it can catch you just off guard. Like sometimes yeah. it can be in somewhere you can think everything's going great. And then someone says, oh, by the way, did that person said that about you two weeks ago? Yeah. And you kind of go, what do you, hang on, yeah. what, what happened? What, what did they say? Yeah. How did that work? Yeah. So yeah. I guess if there is anyone, Adrian, and I, the the part of the learning that I want for everyone today is if someone does have that feeling or is someone in that predicament right now and um, they don't know where to turn, what's the best way that you've worked with and people that you've worked with in the past have kind of got them back on track and um, yeah. in, in more balance? Because it's never a right or wrong. I think it's about balance in this scenario. 
Totally. So there's a few things, Troy. The first thing is people that know you and respect you, regardless of what is said or what happens, won't change their opinion about you. They already know you. They know they know that you're either a virtuous person or you or you're not. Okay. So despite what they hear or despite what they told, um, if they know you and they know you to be virtuous then they're not going to alter their opinion. That, that's the first thing. The people that don't know you, frankly, as, as, um, you know, as flippant as this might sound as, and as facetious as it might sound, sometimes you just really don't need to give a damn about that. You know? And again, it's not meant to sound facetious, but it's like if we walked around on eggshells our entire lives hoping that the entire world love us, then you're setting yourself up for failure, right? Because, you know, it's not—it's just not going to happen. You, you can't please everybody. You are going to be polarising people. Um, and if you've got that expectation that, that you, you have to, um, you know, live your life based on other people's expectations, then you, you're going to be disappointed. You need to be the architect of your own life and live to your virtues and your values if that makes other people uncomfortable, that that's an issue for them. It's not an issue for you, Troy. So yeah. that that that's part of it. The other part of it, Troy, is that just accept that in the day of a life of a real estate agent, there's 16 things that will happen. You'll sign a listing, you'll submit an offer. You'll take an email inquiry, you'll lose a listing. You'll sign a listing, a deal will fall over. Um, you'll do a prospecting call, a vendor management meeting, and then someone who you've been nurturing for 10 years lied to you because the, a property popped up with someone else. So if you notice these 16 things, uh, about 10 of them are really positive things and about six are not positive. But that is the life in the day of a real estate agent. Now, frankly, if you worked in corporate Australia, there'd probably be 10 things that you didn't like about it and six things you did like. Why? Because you'd be on a train going into the CBD, working in a cubicle, working on spreadsheets every day. There'd be, you know, this all this um, corporate sort of compliance and, um, you know, you, you wouldn't see sunlight and there'd be all this, you know, politics. So I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm not saying all corporate Australia is bad, but I'm just saying, as perspective, or if you're blue collar and you're digging ditches in 40 degree heat, there'd be a lot of stuff you'd ha- you wouldn't like so much, you know. So, I, I think that if you're serious about real estate, you also must be serious about protecting your inner citadel, and you must be serious about protecting your emotional health. And the only way you're going to build that emotional health muscle is dealing with adversity, rejection, failure, and deals falling over. That's the reality of it, Troy. So I think accepting that multiple things will happen in any one day and and adopting a reaction or a response of indifference. So it's like, yeah. oh, Troy, how do you feel, mate, that that person lied to you and you lost that listing? I'll say, well, Troy, how do I feel based on me just doing that open for inspection? Why should they be indifferent when I know both of them two of 16 things that will happen today that's it it, it might sound it might sound a a little bit robotic and and a little bit harsh and emotionless but you almost need to do that to protect that inner citadel so you can continue to live with virtue and provide great service and operate with integrity and transparency 
You know, the funny thing is, Adrian, I remember that we spoke about this many, many months ago, almost been trying to gamify it at the moment where, you know, there's like 16 or 20 things. I, I kind of use the benchmark of 20 things that can happen in a day. Um, if you have the, the, the example that not all of them are going to go in your favor, you can actually gamify it within your own self. And if a couple yeah. of do, think the, the ones that you think are not going to go in your favor, do go in your favor. I tell you what, you walk away thinking that was the best day ever. <laughs> which is always quite amazing, right? So there's just a different lens and a different way of looking at it. But having an audience does set you up for success. So anyway, that's episode number 152. Um, I can't believe it was done 152 episodes. I know I say this every week, but it's just kind of, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like um, a chore to do this. I know that the feedback we get from our listeners is something that we both really enjoy. So listeners, there's your moment. Send through some feedback, send through questions. Yeah. We want to make this as relevant as possible to make sure that you've got the tools, the tricks, the tactics, the hacks, everything that we possibly can pull out of our combined close to 70 years experience in this industry um, to help you out there in the field, fast track your success. AB, no doubt I will speak to you uh, in the coming days, in the coming hours, multiple times uh, until this week for episode number 153. We're signing out. Thanks, listeners, Troy. Thanks for tuning in. And what about Troy? How handsome is he? Incredible. So so that's the post right now. Yeah, I'll pay you later, Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Bye, team. Enjoy the week. See you. Bye.